What's going on, everybody? Thank you for clicking on this episode today. I'm so happy that you're here. My name is Chantel, and I will be your host today on Faithful Action. I think it would only be right if I talked about how faith requires action. How we can't just have faith and believe that God's going to work something out for us without our own actions also taking place. You know, because if you believe that something is going to happen, you're going to put in effort to get there. Things don't just happen without cause. So I think it's only right if I make today's episode about how faith requires action. And I had this realization when I was reading Matthew 25 recently, uh, the parable of the, of the talents. That's when I had this realization because of something that he says, when comparing someone who had five talents and two talents versus someone who only had one talent. Now, I don't want to talk too much about it until I actually read through the passage so that it makes more sense, everything that I say. Yeah, so I hope that something in this resonates with you, and I I just hope that this can um, encourage somebody to really take advantage of the gifts that they do have and um, to just work with whatever it is that God has given you, whether it's big or small. It's all meaningful. So, how about I start by just reading over the passage that I want to talk about. Usually on my own time, I do read from the King James, the King's James Version, but today I'm going to read from, what is this? The Modern English Version. Um, I'm going to read from this because I know just around people in my own personal life that they struggle to understand the Bible. So, I do want to make this podcast as well. Just to bring understanding and to kind of bring clarity through all the gems that are in God's word. Because it can be very hard to understand the language sometimes, uh, especially if you're not the best reader. So I am going to read from the modern English version. And I am in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. And I'm going to read down to verse 30. So if you have your own Bible, follow along and let's get started. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and entrusted his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his ability. And immediately he took his journey. He who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. So also he who had received two gained another two. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. He who had received five talents came and brought the other five talents, saying, Master, you entrusted to me five talents. Look, I have gained five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter the joy of your master. He who had received two talents also came and said, Master, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more talents beside them. His master said to him, Well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter the joy of your master. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Master, I knew that you are a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not winnow. So I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the grounds. Here you have what is yours. 
His master answered, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not winnowed. Then you ought to have given my money to the banker, and at my coming I should have received what was mine with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But for him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away. And throw the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Not the best ending for the man who did nothing with his talents, right? I think it's crazy to think that God really doesn't like it when we don't do anything with the things that he gives us, so much so that we are called unprofitable. And even though there was no sin with what that man did, he was still cast into darkness. His master was still so upset with him that he was cast away. Right? But look at the contrary, who had five talents and who had two talents and did more with them. They entered into the joy of the master. So with work, whatever comes with it, the joy of the Lord is so, so much greater. So to go through this a little bit, first I want to talk about what a talent is. I didn't know what a talent was um, literally in the book. So a talent is something that weighs gold, silver, and um, it's very heavy. You know, it's, it's a valuable thing, especially in this book. It was very valuable. So I'm thinking about, okay, this master, we could also call him the Lord if you want to kind of mirror it with how Jesus deals with us, right? So a talent is a gift. To have a talent and for someone to trust you with such a valuable item is a gift, right? So I'm looking at this as gifts and I'm thinking about the gifts that Jesus gives us that God puts in our life. And the word talent could mean a talent that somebody has. A talent could be singing or drawing or gardening or athleticism, anything. You know, a talent is just something you're good at. So I want us to think about it that way too, that when this master is talking about talents, when Jesus is talking about talents, we could also look at it as our own abilities that God has given us. So in verse 15, this master, which could also be God, he gives to every man according to his ability. If you get discouraged looking at what someone else can do or how they are able to do all these different things, but you don't have all these talents, you have to think that with more ability and more responsibility, well, with more ability comes more responsibility. So the one who had five talents, he gains another five talents. That's a lot of responsibility to be holding on to 10 talents. You know, it's a lot to hold on to. So you shouldn't be discouraged comparing with what someone else has because it's going to be a lot more pressure on their part, a lot more work protecting and caring and growing with all these things. I think that's very, it's kind of heartwarming to see It's heartwarming to see in a way because God, he gives you exactly what you can handle. He knows you so personally, every single one of us, that he gives us exactly what it is that we can handle. He doesn't give us too much. He only gives us exactly what we are able to do because everybody has their own gifts. I want to talk about how I realized that faith 
is something that you need to work with. Because I'm looking at how this master, how he compares the people with five and two talents who gain more versus the man who only had one talent. We could look at verse 21. His master said to him, well done, you good and faithful servant. And when we look down at verse 26, talking to the man who did nothing with, with his talents, he said, his master answered, you wicked and slothful servant. You good, you wicked. You faithful, you slothful. And if we think about what slothful means, it means lazy. It means that you don't do anything with what you have. And that contradiction, how he decides to say faithful and then he decides to say slothful, we have to think that the people who were faithful, who he called faithful, they did something with the gifts that God gave them. Now, God gives us all such specific gifts. God blesses us all with all different abilities. And he doesn't give us these abilities so that we sit back and just hold on to them. We do need to protect the things that God gives us, but we also need to watch it grow and give it a chance to work. Because if we were only to focus on the spiritual aspect of our lives, then why are we here on earth? Then why are we even here? We are here in this world and given this vessel, this body, to be able to do something with it. And I hope that you're not feeling hopeless right now or discouraged, if at all, in your life. But I pray that you realize that you're here with purpose, that God is here with a plan for your life that he's given you all your challenges and all your things to deal with so that you can come up on top and enhance his kingdom. So faith, it requires work. Think about what you do when you believe in something, but you don't put in any of your own effort towards it. It's kind of like you're doubting it because you're not putting in any work. You just sit and you just hope that something is going to happen, but Nothing good in life comes easy. Everything will always require, require work. You know, it shows God that you're serious and it shows him that you it's not going to be worthless, the things that he gave you. Now, the man who had one talent, he's not a bad person at all. You know, he's he's not a bad person. Do you know what he says? He says in verse 25, So I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the grounds. Now, this man, he only had one talent. You know, he was afraid because that's all that he had, and he didn't want to lose that. He didn't want to have it taken away. But when we know God and we know the glory of Jesus, we don't need to worry about us losing our talents. You know, the master, he's upset because he, the servant, knew that he was a master who reaped where he did not sow, where he brought good things out of where he did not even work for and Jesus has that ability to bring something out of nothing so this man he was afraid he was afraid because he didn't want to lose the thing that he had but we can't put our faith into the things that we have on this world when God is the one who gives us the things of this world where God is behind everything, why are we scared to lose something that is not even ours in the first place? Right, but fear, maybe we're not even scared that God's going to do something for us. Maybe we are scared in our own hearts and in our own lives. I was thinking about myself when I was reading this. 
because I procrastinated with making this podcast and making a YouTube channel for so long. For three months, I've been like really contemplating on this and thinking about this and wanting to start it. And I was, I recorded so many videos. I did so many things because I really wanted to do this, but then I would be scared to post it. I was scared to post it. I was judging myself. I was judging the video. I was thinking that it wouldn't even resonate with anybody, right? I wanted it to be perfect, but I don't know if I was judging it because I wanted myself to come off a certain way or if I was stressed because I didn't know if it would come off how God wanted it to come off. But I was scared when really faith is taking action when you don't know what the result is going to be. And I want you to think about that in your own life. You have a talent. And that might be the only thing that you have. But you need to use it. God gave you whatever that is. Even if it's the smallest grain of hope or anything. He gave you that so that you could use it. So, you know, I I almost feel bad for the man with one talent. But imagine how his master saw that. Imagine how God sees that when... We know that God is somebody who is going to bring great things into our lives, that he is not someone who forgets about us. How angry that God must have felt and how disappointed he must have felt in this man and his servant in us, man or woman. So really, I just want you to remember that God is greater. That whatever talent you have is not too small. Whatever talent you have is really not too small and someone could benefit from it. Whatever that talent may be, you know, think about the person in middle school, you have the talent show that year and that person is so good at singing, but they're scared to go out there and actually perform at that talent show. Now, what if they went on that talent show and there was someone in the crowd, some teacher, and they had a connection to get you known and get you singing lessons, no cost at all. And, and you realize the power in your voice and how much people love music and you decide that you want to use that to bring up the kingdom of God. But if you didn't go to that talent show because you were scared or you didn't follow through with it, you're not enhancing the kingdom at all and you miss out on growing such a beautiful talent of yours. And we need to protect it. We can't give our talents away and our gifts away to everybody, but we need to be smart with them. You know, not lose, but gain protect and gain and I also just want to say because the two servants worked and because they showed faithful they received the joy of the Lord and I don't know if you know what the joy of the Lord feels like but it's the best joy it's the most peace that you will probably ever feel in your life and that is the greatest gift that is the greatest gift You know, they got to enter into the joy of the master, the joy of Jesus. But I guess think about Jesus himself, right? I want to just put this into perspective. So Jesus, he used to wake up very early to go and pray. Very early so he could spend his time with God and just really connect him and build on his relationship, which is something that's very important and we need to do. But imagine if Jesus sat there and he prayed the whole day. Imagine if that's all he did all day. How would he have ever gone out and done his acts and taught and healed people? And how would he have ever showed that the kingdom of God is real to the people around him? If Jesus stayed and he prayed, then there would be no more gospel. We are on this world and Jesus came to this world to help the world and to bring people to salvation. 
So if he just sat back and prayed and worked on his own relationship with God, that's great. But it doesn't do anything for the kingdom. So I guess I kind of want to show you again how, how this is just highlighted in the Bible once again. Now this is in James. You can read it on your own time. I probably won't read the whole thing. But it's James chapter 2 verse 14 again to 26. And let me just read from 14 a little bit. So it says, What does it profit, my brothers, if a man says he has faith but has no works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and lacking daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, and yet you give them nothing that the body needs, what does it profit? So faith by itself, it has no works. If it has no works, is dead. We need to show the greatness of God in a physical sense. Because God is great, he gives us spiritual peace. But Jesus, he did not provide only spiritual peace, but he provided abundance in our physical needs as well. Think about when he feeds the 5,000 after they listen to him preach all, all day. And all they have is, I think it's 12 loaves of bread. Maybe even five loaves and two fish. He feeds the 5,000 and women and children. And they are filled. They're satisfied. And they even had seconds. Jesus did not only give them enough that they weren't hungry anymore, but he gave them enough food by a miracle to be satisfied. So Jesus, he gives us the things of this earth. So if we have faith, but we don't show it in any type of physical sense, it's nothing. That's great, but we need to show that. But really, if we don't take action, how is anything going to be done? We know that the Lord is true. We know that he is great and that he gives great things to us. That he is greater than any of these worldly possessions. That he actually gives us these worldly possessions. He does all this. So we need to work with him. We need to work with him. Show our faith through the things that we do. You know, God is just so good and um, he's so thoughtful to all of us. That he gives exactly what we can handle. And fear, it only shows doubt. If you are lacking confidence and that's why you're afraid, you need to pray and ask God for the confidence. To really be confident in spirit to share this. Whatever it is that it is you need to share. Because it can be scary. People are very judgmental. And um, we never know what's going to happen when we risk, when we take a risk like that. When someone quits their job to pursue their passion or when someone goes out on stage in front of a hundred people, you know. But once we work and we have faith that the Lord is not going to leave us, we enter into the joy of the Lord. And that's greater than any gift, greater than any talent, anything that we could ever desire in this world. So I just hope that this encouraged you. I pray that you feel encouraged to really go out and show your faith and show how great God is by the works that you do. Show him that you're not just sitting back and praying to him, but that you're taking action for other people to see his greatness as well. Again, my name is Chantel and I thank you for watching this episode today. Somehow I'll find a way to take recommendations, but if you're watching, I really appreciate it and I hope you come back for the next one. Thank you so much.